Hey, welcome to Craft Beer Bucket List with Big Ray and Mike, where we review beers you have to try before you die. All right, hello everybody. Welcome to episode 24. I'm excited for this. We got to record this together for the first time ever on Craft Beer Bucket List, and we did it live from the Birdsong Brewery in Charlotte, North Carolina. What do you think, Mike? Man, I tell you what, I was so excited to do this, and I'm excited to talk about beers at a great brewery in the great city of Charlotte, North Carolina. This is a special episode for us. We are actually recording this at the Birdsong Brewing Tap Room, little private area in Charlotte, North Carolina. So Mike and I, where normally we are apart in two states, we are together in North Carolina, again, at the Birdsong Brewery and Tap House. So this is a, this is a great episode, Mike. I'm looking forward to this. this is a killer episode. This is some of the most uh, fun I've had today. <laughs> so this has been a good trip so far this is our second day in charlotte uh, we've had the opportunity to just kind of uh, be the touristy folks and just go around and see some stuff and then now we're we're back at work you know we're trying some beers so uh, the, the folks here have been fantastic very welcoming so i got to give a huge shout out to the team here at bird's home and uh, even later on in the episode one of the managers jp is going to come hang out with us and uh and conversate for a little bit give us some information about what she does in the in the brewery or with the brewery and whatnot so uh, that'd be pretty cool too that'd be a first for us yeah and she's gonna tell us a little bit about the history of birdsong so we get a little bit inside uh information on their background and whatnot yeah absolutely so i'm looking forward to that but you know they've been very uh they've been very forthcoming with all the beers they've got here they've given us a lot of great information now, uh, right now, we've got two flights in front of us and eight beers to try. So, Michael, let's just uh, dive right into this. Uh, we'll go light to dark, right? Yeah, so they've, they've uh, decided on the setup on how they'd like us to taste them. So, you know, we, we listen to the people that make the beer. Yeah. Um, so, the first beer we have here is Paradise City. It's a session IPA. Ooh. It is a year-round offering from Birdsong. Uh, and it's a session IPA. And the smell, I smelled it before I uh, handed the little taster to you. It smells pretty fine. It It does. And uh, one thing I like immediately is it tastes exactly the, the flavor you get matches the aroma. And I'm a huge, huge fan of that. Huge, huge fan of the taste and aroma matching up. Yes, because we've had a few beers lately where it just wasn't the case. Uh, this one, though, delivers. Yeah, so the bitterness is um, very present right in the first um, taste. It's not overly powering bitterness. Not at all. Uh, so when they say this is a sessionable IPA, and I don't know the ABV right off the top of my ha- head, but it, I, w- I would say from the taste of it, um, this is definitely one you could have more than uh, two or three of. You could have a, you have a sixer of this while you're sitting hanging out, right? No, absolutely. I would say that. Yeah, as an IPA guy, yeah, the IBUs are a little light, but that's fine. Uh, it's a sessionable beer, and uh, it's it's brewed to be so. So I, I like it. So JP also gave us their best seller, which is their higher ground IPA. So this too is a year round offering. And this is the, as she said, this is one of their best sellers. And again, just from the, the, the aroma I'm getting when I pass it on to you, it smelled pretty nice. Yeah, I agree. It does smell nice. And just quickly, you get a lot more bitters out of this than the one that we just had. And again, rightly so. Uh, the color variant is, it's nice to see. You can see how it gets darker as we go. Yeah, so the, the Paradise City had a, a, a straw color, and this is a little bit more of the uh, the darker uh, straw uh, color to it. There's so, definitely more traditional IPA colors here. Yeah. It's a little a little hazy. Uh, you can't really see through it, which is fine. That's something I look for in an IPA. 
Yeah. Uh, Mike, you need to try this. That's yeah, absolutely. That is fantastic. Yeah. So you can definitely and, and you can definitely tell it taste the, the bitterness right up front, and then it uh, continues the stronger. It's a little bit stronger of a bitterness all throughout. Uh, but it, no, it's it's another one. It tastes really good. Both of those uh, taste uh, very good. I think I could have you know a couple of those. Uh, we're going to move on to the third beer. Actually, it's the Honey Pie Double IPA. Oh man, I saw this on their board uh, at the bar earlier. Yeah, and uh, this is one I haven't had from from them yet, and I'm excited to try this. Yeah, so the, the Honey Pie the Honey Pie Double IPA is actually just a li- it's a limited release, so they don't have it on at all the time at all times. So, what do you think about it? I'll tell you in a second. I'm just continuing to sip on this, Mike. I really like it. It's yummy. So it has just a subtle sweetness about it. Uh, I, I didn't know if the honey would just shine through and you would just get like some serious honey notes. I don't get that. But for being a double IPA, it doesn't have that punch in the tone that you'd expect. And I think that becomes from the honey. Yeah, so it's it's a it's mellowed out. Um, you know, and usually the double IPAs, the bitterness is a little bit mellowed out anyway. But, um, I, you know, it is. It's, it's a very mellow beer. I, this is a little bit stronger, though. It is. So I don't I'm not sure. This, this is a beer I probably only have one of myself, um, mostly because I think it's a, it's a for me it seems a little too strong to have more than one. What do you think? I could have I could crush a couple of those. I don't know if I would feel the best going in for a third, but I think that's a, a good night ender. You know, start with something light and just like you know I want to have something a little more substantial. Have a couple of those and just be good to go. Yeah, uh, so, that's what I would do with that. Yeah, so uh, here locally they call this heaven in a glass. I can I can see why. Yeah. All right, so we're on to the beer number four. And this is a beer you've had before. Is this a jalapeno pale ale? Oh, yeah. man, that's this is the one that got me hooked on Birdsong. Yeah. I saw this and uh, knew I had to try it, and then I fell in love. And uh, so this, yeah. So I'm, I'm excited for this. And uh, JP said she had some information about this particular beer. So I'm kind of uh, curious to hear what she's going to say about yeah. it. But just as uh, she was setting things up, so... So this is 5.5% ABV. Oh, my gosh. So it's right, you know, right in the very middle of it. This is so good, dude. It's like, I'm just, in, I'm just like, oh, my God. I don't even want to share this with you. I don't want you to have don't, any. Don't be a jerk. I will because I reviewed this on my own whenever. I think this was an episode three or episode four, maybe. I don't remember the top of my head. Uh, but I, I'm going to share it with you. You need, to ha- you need to have some of this. It is just that good. The jalapeno really shines. So it's not hot and spicy, but you get that jalapeno flavor. And not the pickled stuff like you get at the grocery store, but like an actual pepper. Yeah, so the, the jalapeno parallel is a year-round offering from Birdsong. They initially didn't do it. It was just like an offhand. Uh, somebody brought in some fresh peppers uh, locally. Um, they made a beer out of it, and then it, it got rave reviews. And since then, uh, you know, they've had to put it on all the time. This is really good. This would be really good with... Tacos. <laughs> I knew you were going to go there with that. And I know that is a perfect pairing for tacos yeah. or burritos or nachos. Man. There's so many foods I could pair that with, Mike. Yeah. Um, and wow. Well, so that's the first flight. Let's take a short break and then we'll come back and uh, start on the second one. Yeah, let's get the other one lined up and we'll be good to go. <laughs> So I hope you enjoyed those random sounds that I plugged in there while we were taking a break and getting our next flight set up here. So, uh, Mike, are you ready to uh, tell us about these next 
four beers we have in front of us? Yeah, so our second flight is going to have four beers. And again, these are kind of uh, picked in order uh, by Birdsong Brewing. This first one's rare form blonde stout. It's at 6.3%. It's a limited release. So it's something that you have to probably get here in the tap house. What do you think? You're not getting any of this one either. Yeah. Really, oh, my God. Good. This smells, this reminds me of the holiday season. Yeah. Um, this is definitely something I want in the wintertime just because the, the spicy notes that come through, that with the aromas and the flavor. It's definitely a, a beer, but it has some cider type of, oh my gosh, there's a word I'm looking for here. But it has some things in it that reminds me of a cider, but I know it's a beer. So this one has, so it's it's um, like a, a straw color. It's not, it's more translucent translucent uh, in appearance. Um, but so when you drink it, it's got the body of the stout, but it just doesn't look like it. It doesn't, not at all. Uh, I mean, it's got a, it, it, the flavor is there. It is, oh, the flavor shines through. It is fantastic, very palatable. It's enjoyable. It is, yeah. It's almost like, for me, that's kind of like a dessert beer. Like if I had like a big cinnamon bun or something like that, or a, or a big piece of apple pie, no ice cream. With that. I don't want ice cream with that, but apple pie would just pair amazing with that. And it'll be so easy to just be like, I'm having a man dessert. I almost, I almost wonder with that, if like you could do a, a, a mildly sweet cigar. I think that would work well. Okay. So we're going to move on. Um, next is the Mexicali uh, stout. Um, so this is a fall seasonal beer that, Birdsong produces. It's at 5.8% ABV. So uh, JP told us that it should have, you know, it should, we should pick up things like cinnamon, cocoa nibs, peppers, and coffee. So uh, what do you think? Immediately I get the peppers and the coffee. Yeah. Uh, the cocoa nibs, I'm, I'm not getting so much. I think that might add a subtle sweetness overall to this. Yeah. Maybe balance out some of those strong coffee notes. It's You definitely know what you're drinking uh, when you get it. Uh, it's, it's absolutely a stout beer. It has the color uh, that I look for. Uh, the head that's on this, of course, is not the traditional white foamy. It's darker, which I really like. I like that two-tone darkness with the stout. That's something I really enjoy. So, Mike, you're, you're drinking this now. Tell me uh, your thoughts on it. So, in all, I, I think it's good. I think uh, they could rebalance a little bit better and get some better flavoring out of it. Really? Honest. Yeah. So, and, and I like it. I don't want to, you know, I, it, it tastes good. I think if they would, uh, I think the... The cinnamon and the peppers kind of come through a little strong. And if you want somebody to pick up on the cocoa nibs a little bit more, it just needs to have a little different balance. But so it's good. Um, but with, with and I think so when you think of the name of the Mexicali style. I think this kind of stays true to that. The peppers come through pretty strong. They on do. The back end. Right. So I think it depends on what they're going for. For me. Um, this is not a beer I would probably have more than one of. I just, you know, the flavor just isn't quite there for my personal taste. So I think it depends on what they're going for, but it's still pretty good. Right. It's a good beer. You know, for, for me, for stouts, I usually don't have more than one at a time anyway. That's like, you know, midweek, if, I, if I'm if i just hanging out, having a beer with somebody or dinner or something, I'll have a stout with that and I'm good. I really yeah. don't want more than one anyway. Um, but again, that's just my personal preference. Others may just hammer those all night and that's fine. Yeah. Um, if nothing else, this is one, if you've never had it, I encourage people to try it because it's different. Oh, it, yeah, it definitely I like has that. a unique flavor. So I, I would say the same thing. You know, if you're picking up a flight here at Birdsong, definitely throw that in there. And it's a fall seasonal, so it's, uh, you know, you're going to get it here the freshest and it's going to take the taste the best. Absolutely. You know, I would pair that quickly, though, with some chicken 
enchiladas with a traditional mole sauce. Yeah. Like, and not just any, just that's, like. I can see that like pairing. Really, that's a good point. I can see that. I can see that tasting really good with the, the mole sauce on the enchiladas or, you know, a burrito or something like that. No, absolutely. Yeah. Oh. Now, for me, just right now, now I want Mexican food. Uh, which I, I eat all the time anyway, but it's like, dang it, man. So let, anyway, let's see what comes up next. I may yeah. want some other food after yeah. our next couple beers here, but. Okay. So next we have no surprises. It's uh, uh, so it's no surprises. Rua whiskey, Imperial oatmeal, raisin porter. So this has a lot going on for it. That, that um, does. So this is a small batch beer um, that we got uh, handed in. Uh, it's, it's, it's some people in the tap room when we were walking around talking to people said, you know, this is, something that they thought was very special actually. So, um, and then when we got the chance to try it, it was like, all right, let's do it. What do you think? So I'm letting this one sit in my mouth for a minute because yeah. I'm hit. This is not what I expected at all. Now, when you hear a porter, I mean, your mind kind of goes to a certain place, just like a stout, you, you expect a certain flavor profile. Yeah. So this is kind of next level stuff, dude. Like it? I am pleasantly surprised at this. Oh, good. No surprises. Rua whiskey, imperial oatmeal, raisin porter. Wow. So I'm not getting any oatmeal. I just say that immediately. I don't get any oatmeal. But you can tell it was aged or barrel aged. And some of the raisin comes through. And it really has this unique twist that just kind of works. When I hear it, it's just like, uh, are you sure? But once it gets in your mouth, it's like, dude, this is kind of. So it's I'll say good. this, like the Mexicali for me, for my personal taste, was a little bit of a miss. This is a bullseye. I'll bleep that out. <laughs> so we know Mike really likes it. If you hear a bleep, that's fine. We're, we're going to keep this family friendly. And for the podcast world, I have to do that. I have to change the dynamics and a whole bunch of other stuff. And that's fine. We're recording live. It is what it is. Um, but so we know that this is a big hit for Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. It is really good. I, you know, now talk about, you know, if you want to talk about like a, the different balance of different flavors um, and with the, the, you know, barrel aging, barrel aging it and whatnot, this, this really hits on a lot of different good things. It hits a lot of good things, Mike. I'm, I'm enjoying you enjoying this beer, bro. Yeah. It's, uh, it's not, you know, we, we come across a lot of really unique ideas and flavors. But this one came together so well. Why haven't I had this before? Yeah. Maybe because uh, I live in Oklahoma and I'm in North Carolina today, and that's fine. But it's like, uh, this is definitely one I'm going to, to buy a sixer of and put my suitcase and take home it's and really save for a special day. That's so there, going to happen. So there's a, I've had a beer similar to that. And I can't remember exactly what it was on top of my head. But man, that's really good. So if I was going to rate that, like that would be like 9.5 out of 10. I was going to say nine out of ten for me because yeah. it's a. I'm not normally a porter guy, you know. I'm the IPA guy. I like the strong bitters, but for a change of pace, this is what I want for a change of pace and that unique flavor profile. And this delivers on all levels, and even it has nice lacing and the carbonation is on point, Mike. Oh, absolutely. You know, we haven't talked about either of those things on any of these beers yet. But carbonation is on point, lacing is on point. It's beautiful as the glass empties, and so big win for me. Well, so the fourth taster that we have on our birdsong brewing flight here is the prehistoric Russian prehistoric dog Russian Imperial Stout and it's at 10.5%. It's a limited release for birdsong. So this is strong. It's strong, yeah. Yeah, an Imperial Stout, you know that 10 that's 10.5% ABV, right? Yep, 10.5%. And that's that's yeah. what I thought. Yeah. And uh no you you feel it right away. Yeah. And uh, so just a fr friendly reminder, we are recording live on site. So if there's any ambient noise coming through, I'm sorry, I'll, I'll edit out absolutely as much of it as I can. 
Um, but you know, it is what it is. Um, and just if, fair for what it is, it sounds like there's an unhappy child on her way to the <laughs> restroom right now. And uh, parents are struggling. I have a, I have a six year old daughter. I get it. I've been there. <laughs> and uh, so if you guys are hearing that, if you're parents, you know, you've been there too. It is what it is. So we're just going to be real. You can't make everything perfect. <laughs> it's going to okay. let you know what's going on if you're in the background. But anyway, back to this Imperial Stout. Yeah, so the prehistoric dog version Imperial Stout, 10.5% ABV. Um, so, Dude, you're, you are going to like that. That's going to speak to your taste, bros. I do like it. Now, I can't say I like it as much as the, the one we just tried. The, the, the that's one we just no. tried. Was, I mean, it's, it was... That was so good. It was so good. This one's really good. So what, what I like about this actually is that it's it's a Russian Imperial Stout, so it's going to be a little bit higher. You should get a little bit more boozier taste, right? But it really doesn't come on too strong. Like you, you can tell it's a heavy hitter, but. Not. This is one little sneak. If you do have two or three of these, um, I would suggest an Uber or Lyft or give up the keys because this is, I think this one is, is sneakily. Strong. I don't know if a Cicerone would ever say that, but I would say that. <laughs> you know, so overall, I think this is another really good win. I, so I'd give this, I'd probably give this an eight and a half or a nine out of 10. Um, so it's, you know, not as good as what I would say is the, uh, the previous, the, the no surprises, but it's still really good. They've done a really good job on this. Yeah, I agree. And another one for me, for me, this is very visually appealing. Yeah. The, the color on this is fantastic. And I'm not real sure. It's it's dark like a porter or a stout, yeah, very but it's brown. it's a different dark. And I'm not a colorist. I don't know how to. I'm a, and a, and a dude. I'm sure that if we look at a color chart, we can get a number for it. And you can find those online fairly easy. What's the Pantone number? Yeah, <laughs> and uh, it's out there and available. I, I don't have it memorized. I'll be honest, but this just looks good. That's a fantastic mouthfeel, by the way. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, it's a well done beer. It's well done. So it's so uh, as we kind of conclude our flight here. Um, we just got a, a message from JP that she's actually going to give us a bonus flight. So we're going to actually have to add another segment to this, but to kind of go through this real quick. So we, the first flight we had was paradise city session IPA, which was good. Higher ground IPA, which is their best seller, by the way, the honey pie double IPA, which we both had good reviews on the jalapeno pill, which you've had before, but we, we both yes. like it. Yeah. So, and, and when, when she talked about those beers, the ones that she talked a lot about were the Higher Ground IPA and the Jalapeno Pale. So, I mean, those are very well-revered beers here locally. However, from my review, is like they do, they do those well, but they've got two really, really, really good darker beers. So, we reviewed the, the Rare Form Blonde Stout, which we both liked a lot. The Mexicali Stout, which we, we liked, but, you know, it wasn't the, the, the best beer, I think. But the No Surprises and the Prehistoric Dog... Um, we're both like really damn good, right? They absolutely were. And that that's a big deal for me because we have two lighter beers that are just knocked out of the park. Yeah. We also have two dark beers that are just fantastic. So it doesn't matter where you are in the in the craft beer world. They've got lights or dark. So that really speaks to a broad audience. Yeah. And that makes sense why they have the spot they have. And they have that longevity that a lot of other places just don't get. Uh, they're good at what they do, and they diversify and are good in more than one thing. So when you think about the customer coming into the to the brewery, and you think about you know like who you're coming in with, you're coming with friends and a group, or you, you got the one, the one or two uh, people, the one or two person groups, what whatnot, right? So if you got the bigger groups, you want to have a diversity of offerings, right? And a lot of people do that. Sure. But to to really do well on both ends of that spectrum means that you're really hitting home for the people that want the 
the the bitterness, the IPA stuff, right? And then you're also doing really well for like people that are into the more stout beers. So I mean, yeah. that, I mean, that that's just a sign of a good uh, a good brewer, uh, a good setup, um, and then you know having those different ideas and having being creative and stuff like that. So um, overall, kudos. Uh, we're gonna get this uh, third flight in from JP, and we'll be right back. So yeah, let's take a quick commercial break, and uh, we'll be back with JP. Uh, we'll get a quick interview with her and this bonus flight. Oh, man. Hey, this is where our interview with JP from Birdsong was supposed to be. But something happened to that file, man. I'm sorry, but we're going to march on, right? We are moving on with the show. All right, so that was a fantastic little interview with JP. I certainly enjoyed that. And uh, But, dude, she brought us a bonus flight when she came in to give us a little interview. I'm excited for that. So, Mike, you've got the, the lineup in front of you there. What are what are we uh, what are we drinking on this bonus yeah. flight we got? No, absolutely. So this first one that I'm going to hand you is the Rewind Lager. So it's a year-round offering here. It's uh, a little bit lower on the ABB. It's 4%. And it's it's inspired by Czech Pilsners. So it's going to be a you know a little bit lighter, but it's going to still have that good flavor palette to it. So what do you think? So, you know, I am not – a lager pilsner guy. These are, are not my, my go-to styles of beers. They're, they're too light for me. Now, where this beer, it tastes great. It has that traditional flavor you'd expect for that. It doesn't have those strong flavors that I look for in a beer, but I can see where a lot of people would gravitate towards this. It definitely tastes great. It has a good, you know, mouthfeel. Uh, I just don't get that punch in the tongue or those unique flavors or strong flavors like I like. Yeah, so I don't think this is anything that's supposed to be uh, crazy, experimental, or untraditional or anything like that. Right. I, would agree. I think this is very straightforward. I think it's a good example of a Walker Pilsner uh, type beer. Um, I think it's very clean. And I think a lot of people that would like drink the traditional, um, you know, macro beers would probably this would be a good uh, transition beer for them because it is a very clean beer. It tastes very crisp and it's very light on the flavor and everything. So I. I mean, as far as for the beer style, because I'm with you, like I like my styles and whatnot. Uh, but for the beer style, I would say it's a really good representative of the beer style. So I'd give this a higher rating because of that. No, I, I would as well. Like, it's just because it doesn't speak to, to what I like. I think it's crafted very well for what it is. And this is one for like, we all have that friend. It's like, I'm going to drink, you know, this type of beer because it's what my dad drank or what I always drink with the buddies. And you get it was like, let's let's leave one world and transition into craft beer. Let's support local. And, uh, and try this. I think that's that gateway, like you mentioned, to get folks to, to maybe try craft beer for the first time if they're nervous to take that first step. So the good thing about this the bonus flight is, so we, we've got the year-round offering. The other three beers that we're going to close out this episode with are all small batch beers. Ooh. So these are very limited. You can only get them here. So what I'm going to say is, you want these beers, you got to come to the tavern. So this first one is called the Good Good Tropical Hellas. It's a small batch. Um, so it's sitting at 5.0 ABV. And they use strata hops for this. So it should be, um, you know, the, the Hellas is more of a malt accented, accented type lager. So it's going to be in that realm of uh, flavors. But uh, again, this is their small batch that they uh, let us try. What do you think? You know, I like it. It's got a, I didn't expect this to be sour. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, when you said tropical, I was expecting like a, a fruity note, like some orange or grapefruit or something to come through. And that's not what I got. And maybe the, maybe some grapefruit, definitely some grapefruit in there. But on a different level, because I'm getting a lot of sour out of it. Like definitely, it's not a bad sour. Yeah, very light. Um, it's just not what I expected. I like it. This is a good beer. This is a good uh, summertime. For me, that's a great summertime beer. 
So I don't know much about the type of hops they use. And that, what I'm guessing is that's going to bring a lot of the flavors that we're getting out of this. Um, and uh, JP made sure to note that. So I think that's the special experimental part of this beer, right? Gotcha. That makes sense. Uh, but so I'd have to learn more about that type of hops to see what kind of flavors that's supposed to pull out. But um, I'm with you. I, I like it. I think it's worth a try. This is not something I would uh, just with the, the, the flavor throughout the, the, the taste. I don't think it's something I would drink a lot of. Um, but I, I'll tell you something else. Like, you know, I like the fact that they're trying different stuff. Yeah. All right, so uh, to the third beer. This is uh, Dressed to Chill, and it's a winter white beer, and it's also a uh, small batch or a limited batch beer. So you know, with, with the white ales, you know, you're going to get more of that coriander, uh, carbon, and citrus type stuff coming through. It sits at 5.0. The ABV is 5% ABV. So uh, what do you think, man? Dude, immediately, I, I picked this up when you handed it to me. I just took a second and just kind of hold it up and look at it. It has a haziness that I like, and then I did for a winter beer. The color profile is not what I expected, yeah. but I took a sniff, and as I was enjoying the aroma, the cardamom, boom, yeah. it's there. It's like, oh yes. And then you take a drink, and it's like, this is a, it's a winter beer, but it doesn't look like a winter beer. Yeah. I like that. It tastes fantastic. You know, the lacing on that as as it goes down is phenomenal. But I'm getting some of that spiciness, even after I've, it's been a few seconds since I've had it. What, what do you think, Mike? So, yeah, the, the, the cardamom and the, the coriander are definitely the flavors that are coming through the most. Um, I'm getting very light on the citrus aspect of it. But I think, man, this is really good. Yes. Like, I'm pleasantly surprised by that. So I, I would say that's definitely, um, you know, again, that's one of their limited small batch releases. I'd say that's definitely probably one of the better beers. Um of the white ale that I've had. I mean, that's a really good white ale. It is. So, okay. So this is the final beer. Final beer. Uh, it is the Cotton Branch Chai Porter. Oh, I remember seeing this on the board. I'm excited yeah, to get yeah. to try it. Absolutely. So when I, when I saw this on the list of the, the, the bonus flight that JP brought us, I was really excited. Um, it's at 6.7% ABV. Um, and again, it's a small batch, so you have to come to the source to get this, which is the coolest thing about visiting Right. Absolutely, it is. What do you What are you feeling? The flavor is nice. This is very easy to drink, very palatable. I'm. You mentioned chai, right? I did hear that. Yeah. So I'm not getting a lot of chai notes out of it, okay. uh, which is fine. But it takes that specific porter flavor you expect to get, and it's modified a bit. It's different, yeah. and and I like that. I want I want you to to try this now. Tell me what you think about it, man. So. What was the other chai beer we had on the previous podcast? Uh, was that Left Hand Chai? Yeah, maybe. That was one. You, you tried that one on your own. Okay. Um, I, re- I remember hearing about it. It sounded really good. This is better. Better. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. Are you are you getting the chai notes? Do you actually bit, taste yeah, it in there? A little bit. Yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely got more of the porter type flavors, uh, traditional porter flavors. But yeah, the chai is in the background. It's really well balanced as far as the chai isn't overpowering or too dimensions. I think that's the key right here, right? That that makes sense. Oh, that's really good. That's really good. I I'd probably give that an uh, eight eight and a half out of ten. Uh, so I think it's well balanced. I think it's a well done beer. Um, and uh, it's the only thing that I would say uh, about the beer that I, I I was expecting it to have a little bit more uh, body. Uh, but beyond that, I think everything's on point with it. So I think it's another uh, you know put that in a win column for Birdsong. No, absolutely. For me, that is slightly more sessionable. 
than other porters or stouts. We're typically, I'm a one and done. I could have a couple of those, I think, and enjoy that. For me, this is like, I've got a fireplace at home. I'm lucky enough to have one. For me, that's a fireplace beer. Where I just want to sit down, relax, enjoy a quiet evening, and just be like, yeah. So that for me is, that, so, that's what I do with that. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to tell you that I think of all the beers we tried, um, the Rare Form, which was their Blonde Stout, and then the No Surprises, which was their Whiskey Barrel Aged Stout. I think for me, that's my top two beers from the brewery. Um, you know, it, it, when I when I and kind of you know rehash there a little bit, that you know the Blonde is just the, the taste was so good, it was so well done. And then the, the whiskey barrel one, the no surprises that, again, it's just a well-balanced beer. There's a lot of good, unique flavors in that. For me, that's my top two beers from this place. Uh, so what do you think yours would be? So, you know, I, I had the jalapeno pillow before. And uh, I'm that's going to be, that's my favorite beer here. Uh, but, you know, I'm a pepper guy. I mean, I grow habaneros in the Jalokia in, in my backyard. So I, I love hot. I love peppers. Where this doesn't have the spice, it has the jalapeno flavor. And it works so well. You know, in in this IPA, and it's no wonder that, like JP was saying, people were not necessarily the happiest when they didn't have it a lot up front. And I can see why. That is, it, it speaks to me, my taste buds, and obviously a lot of other people. So that be one of your top beers. That that is my top beer. Okay, that is that's my number one here. All right, so give us a number two. Just say what's the se- what's your second favorite beer at uh, your bird song. So my second favorite beer, I, I think I'm with you on the no surprises. Yep. That was just I was very surprised by that overall. You're surprised by no surprises. I was. I was. Um, it's one of those things. It's like you know this. It sounds it sounds weird, but it worked. Yeah. And uh, surprisingly enough, it spoke to my taste bros. My palate really enjoyed it. And uh, we're, there wasn't a single bear that we had. We had we tried twelve beers. Yeah. So it's time to get some food. Uh, yeah. Definitely yeah. after this. Um, but no, that one really like wowed me. Yeah. So. Cool. Well, hey, everybody, thanks for listening to the Craft Beer Bucket List. Um, Ray and I have a fun time doing this, and, it, you know, we had a great time visiting Birdsong Brewing here in Charlotte, North Carolina. You know, they have a lot of stuff in cans, um, but sometimes you just have to come to the source to get the unique beers that they put out in the, uh, the small batches, the limited batches, the seasonal beers, whatnot. But, you know, we really enjoyed our time here. They were excellent hosts. They've got a cool spot. I mean, it's very cool. We highly recommend you visiting um, Ray, do you have any final thoughts or want to take us out on the social medias? So I do have a couple final thoughts okay. before I go into the, our, our boilerplate social media stuff here. You know, I got turned on by Birdsong by flying through Charlotte, North Carolina. I found their beers at the airport at the 1897 market. And this is not a paid endorsement. This is just my true life experience. And at several other breweries, I got turned on to at the same place at the airport. So as craft beer breaks off into the mainstream, we're seeing them distribute into places like the airport, the big international hubs. And so I encourage you guys, beer drinkers, when you travel, look for some of these that you can't get anywhere else but locally. So because of that, that brought Mike and I out here to North Carolina to really check out the scene and see what else is here. And but because the airport. So I want to encourage you guys to do the same thing, get some beers that you can't get otherwise. And if you do get stuck a day or two layover, you know what? Go check out that brewery uh, that produced the beer that you found at the airport. So I want to encourage the listeners to do that. Absolutely. I think it's a great idea. You know, I've done similar things when I'm traveling is, um, you know, picked up a can here or there. But it was also the tap rooms, you know, instead of getting the traditional, you know, I always get this type of beer and say, what do you have that's from a local brewery? You know, and you can do that even at the airport when you're traveling. It's an easy way to kind of knock those out. Yeah, I agree. So, again, thank you, everybody, for checking us out, uh, listening to Craft Beer Bucket List. We appreciate all the support. 
Um, the final thing is, is we'll have a few birdsong stickers we're planning on giving away. So uh, hit us up on social media. We'll send, we'll select some people to give some stickers to you. Absolutely. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. And uh, Ray, take us on social media. We'll see you later. All right. So again, everybody, thank you for listening. I appreciate that as well. So without further ado, make sure that you check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Give us a thumbs up, a follow, a like, and a share, all those good things. And uh, we love to conversate. There's a handful of folks that we message back and forth on the regular now, and I enjoy that. I know Mike enjoys it. And uh, also, for all of the breweries that we visit, we link all of their social media sites as well and their personal website. Not personal, but their business website. Be sure to check that as well. Show some love and support. Remember to always drink local. Please don't drink and drive. Find a friend, give up the keys, and get a lift Uber, whatever you have to do. We promote safety and everything else. And we will see you guys on the next episode. Have a great day, y'all. Adios.